Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. It's a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and let's dive right back into the action. We have some big-time news coming out of Bozeman, Bobcats country. Monday morning, they announced the new head coach of the men's basketball team who will be replacing Danny Sprinkle, who has been one of the most accomplished coaches for the Bobcats basketball program there's ever been. Former player, went on to be a great coach. Now he's on his way to Utah State and taking potentially some transfers with them or at least some transfers hitting the portal. We'll get into all that, but first off, let's dive into the man who will be the new head honcho on the sidelines for the Bobcats. That's going to be former Point Loma head coach Matt Logie. He will be taking over for Sprinkle, and here's what MSU Director of Athletics Leon Costello had to say about the move that was announced Monday. Quote, I'm excited to welcome Coach Logie, his wife Julia, and children Addie and Luke to the Bobcat family. Matt brings a highly successful basketball background as a player and coach. He is a proven winner, demonstrated by his exceptional coaching record, a dynamic program builder, and a relentless student of the game. He has a clear vision and plan to continue build, continue to build on the momentum of Bobcat basketball. I'm excited about our future of Bobcat basketball with Matt at the helm. Logie comes to Montana State after four seasons at Point Loma in California, where his teams rolled up an 82-23 and record with three conference championships. Not too shabby. His 12 seasons as a head basketball coach include eight at Whitworth University in Spokane from 2011 to 2019. His Pirates compiled a 194-35 and record, so a lot of win in there. And overall, his career mark is 276 wins and 58 losses in 12 seasons, so... That's an 826 winning percentage, third best among active coaches at four-year schools. That's according to Montana State Communications. So, so far, so good from what I'm hearing. Let's dive into what Logie had to say about the opportunity. Here's a quote. Having followed the recent success of the program under Coach Sprinkle, it was very clear that the Bobcat basketball program is on an upward trajectory and is extremely exciting. When the process began, we were thrilled to learn more about MSU and the Bozeman community. The things that stick out the most are the culture that Coach Sprinkle and his staff has laid and the community support. Those two things are extremely powerful and tangible when you're there on the ground in Bozeman. It's exciting to be a part of that. There's no doubt about it. The momentum's there. The culture's there. That's a great job to be taken over. Logie has an opportunity to come right in, take over a winning program. Yes, there's some guys maybe hitting the road in the transfer portal, maybe on to their next stop. That being said, the foundation's been set. It's clear that this program, this school in general, is willing to go in on the basketball program. They're having a lot of success in football and other sports, so it's not easy to do. It shows the supports there, and, and they're very enthusiastic about his guide, and it sounds like an Logie is enthusiastic about the job. Here's another quote. This one's about his coaching philosophy and why MSU is a great fit. It starts and ends with culture. We have prided ourselves in relationship building with student athletes and people in the athletic department and community. That combined with the sound process and core values that we believe in are the tenets of success we've enjoyed. When you look at Montana State, the blue-collar chip-on-the-shoulder approach, they've had success with that matches my journey in the game. We're excited to pour We're excited to pour into the relationships with former and current players. A 2003 graduate of Lehigh, Logie finished his career in 2003 as a player with 1,524 points. 
seventh most in Mountain Hawks history. He began his coaching career at Lehigh as a director of operations in 2003 and 2004. He was an assistant coach from 2004 to 2006 and 2007 and 2009. Then associate head coach from 2009 to 2011, and he helped recruit C.J. McCollum, now a member of the Pelicans. He was really good for the Blazers for a lot of years with Damian Lillard, real-time scorer at the NBA level. But Logie helped recruit him, so he's got a track record of dealing with some top-level talent. So as far as back to his time at Point Loma, Logie capped his four seasons at Point Loma in 2022-23, this most recent year, with a 29-4 and record. That's impressive. He went 20-0 in his conference and was Pac-West Conference champs. His Sea Lions teams won Pac-West regular season titles in 2022 and 2023 and won the league tournament in 2020 and 2023. Logie's Whitworth teams never finished lower than second in the Northwest, Com Northwest Conference, winning the league regular season crown five times. So, a lot to digest there, but new head coach in town in Bozeman, replacing a very prominent figure in the Bozeman basketball community. One of the top coaches in the big sky is on his way out. Probably was the top coach. You could argue that's to each their own. But Sprinkle's on his way out. Logie's in. It's a big move. There is some other news coming out of Bobcat Country Monday morning. This one is ESPN College Basketball Insider Jeff Borzella, who tweeted the following about Montana State's six-man great Ozabar. Ozabar, he's on his way out in the transfer portal as well, it looks like. He entered the transfer portal last year's Big Sky Sixth Man of the Year. He averaged 10.1 points, 4.6 rebounds in just 18.9 minutes. So he was very impressive in that March Madness game against Kansas as well. Via the tweet from Borzello, he mentioned he had 11.7 boards and three blocks in that Kansas game versus Kansas State. So that's going to be a big loss. You already have the Bobcats losing Raekwon Battle potentially via the transfer portal, and Darius Brown, who was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year. Raekwon Battle, he put on a show versus Kansas State, and according to multiple reports online, Battle has received interest from a number of high-level programs, including UCLA, Texas, Alabama, and Kansas State, whom Battle faced off against in the March Madness tourney, so they're very familiar with his game. Like I said, the other key contributor who entered the portal before Osbar was Darius Brown. So you had Battle... And Darius Brown, they were kind of the first two to enter after Sprinkle announced he was leaving and then became great Osbar. The point I'm getting at is Darius Brown, defensive player of the year in the conference, and he's your floor general. You're already losing your top score. That's going to be a tough loss. Um, it was reported by, at, by Parker Cotton on Twitter that Brown is open to staying at MSU after getting to know potentially the new head coach and seeing how the new regime looks. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Overall, though, I think it's going to be a – Big time, interesting offseason for Bobcat country as far as the basketball fans go. Football team, you guys are looking geared right back to get pick up where you left off with Tommy Malott, Sean Chambers, Brett Vegan, and the squad. The basketball team, it's going to be a new look. You've got a new coach. You've got new players. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how Logie does in the portal or if he's willing to, you know, kind of recruit the high school. Scene. Where, where does he go from here? He might have to do some rebuilding with some guys on the way out. But overall, it's big news. It's a big, exciting day for Bobcats fans. And really, only one of those things, only time will tell to see how it goes. I do want to give my thoughts real quick on the move, kind of the players entering the transfer portal, the coaches, the movement, all of it. I think it's a microcosm of the modern landscape of college basketball. Coach Sprinkle had success at MSU. Now he's taken a jump up in salary, jump up in expectations, jump up in resources at Utah State. He's trying to advance his career. Coach Logie makes the move from D2, Point Loma, to D1. Same thing. He's trying to get more resources, 
chance to advance his career, all of these things, build a better program, whatever you want to say. And then for the players, it's the same mindset. These guys are on the hunt for the best opportunity to play basketball at the next level, whether it's professionally in the United States or overseas. There is a lot of opportunities, but you have to be in a position to let your talent shine during college to get seen. So it's becoming more and more crucial for college athletes. They got to find the right fit. They got to have the chance to put those things on display. And then you get young coaches like Sprinkle and Logie who are doing the same kind of thing like any other professional likely would in their respective fields, just looking for that opportunity to reach the pinnacle of their profession, reach their highest potential. A great example of this kind of sums it all up where we're at in college basketball, college sports. Tobin Anderson, he led FDU in the March Madness this year. They were the 16th seed. For those who didn't follow, they were a complete underdog. 16th seed going up against number one Purdue. Nobody saw them getting the win. What did they do? They pull off a victory. Next thing you know, in the blink of an eye, he's on to a bigger job at Iona. He's got a $500,000 raise, and he's on his way. I mean, there's just not a lot of guys like Gonzaga's Mark Few a few hours away in Spokane who are still just loyal to that program. Year in, year out, you know they're going to be there. There is guys out there, don't get me wrong, but it's becoming more rare, and I just, it's just kind of a microcosm of the sport as a whole. It's just very interesting. You have Coach Sprinkle on his way out. You have players on their way out. You have a new regime coming in, and ultimately everyone is just trying to improve their standing ground in their profession and their what they're passionate about, which is basketball in this case. So very interesting. All that being said, I think Coach Matt Logie is coming into a great situation with the Bobcats. We're going to see how this team looks heading into next year. You are losing potentially three key players in the transfer portal and Jabril Bello, who has been the anchor of that team under Coach Sprinkle. So it's going to look a lot different. Coming off back-to-back Big Sky championships, back-to-back March Madness trips, expectations are going to be there for success early. That's going to be potentially Coach Logie's biggest challenge other than the transfer portal stuff is Coming in with expectations because this has been a winning program and Bobcats are going to expect winning. So it's going to be fun, a lot to watch. We'll jump into some prep headlines, but had to dive into that. Have to give my thoughts on the transfer portal because you look, you go Raekwon Battles on his way out. Darius Brown's on his way out. Great Ozabar is potential. All these guys could be transferring. Coach Sprinkle left. And it's so easy to be, wow, it's upsetting to see Montana State have to rebuild. And then there's the flip side in the day and age of this type of college basketball scene when your team does good if, if you're a mid-major it's kind of a sign of success that your coach is on a greener passer so it's bittersweet it's like you want to root for coach sprinkle to have more success at a potentially bigger program in utah state you want to root for these players like battle potentially goes to ucla gets drafted how cool would that be so you want to root for it but it's bittersweet because they won't be wearing that bobcat uniform anymore but like I said, you keep rooting for them and wishing them the best. Now, on to some prep sports headlines. Let's jump into it a little bit. We're not going to dive too much into it all. A lot of spring sports action finally getting underway. The weather's cooperating a little bit more so. Over the next couple weeks, we're really going to ramp up the prep sports coverage, no doubt, here on the Sports Now. But I thought this was exciting. A little bit of history, you could say, made in the Valley last week as Whitefish hosted their first ever home baseball game. I was at that one. It just had a special feel. The PA announcer mentioned a couple times, if you're here in attendance, everything is historic from the first pitch to the first hit to the first out. There's never been a, a Whitefish home baseball game. This is all new, and it was a lot of fun. And I just thought there was a special energy around the game, the Whitefish went on to lose the game, but ultimately what it was really about was the spectators in attendance, whether it was the parents, baseball fans from the local community, baseball supporters, whatever you want to say. 
they showed up. It was a cold, drizzly day. It was that typical Montana spring where you're one minute is sunny and then all of a sudden you're getting rained on and the wind's hitting it about 40 degrees. So people stayed, they watched the game, they enjoyed it, the energy was there. And you could just tell this sport has so much enthusiasm around it. It was great to see. And Whitefish and Butte, regardless of all that weather and everything I mentioned, they made history that day. And the local baseball community was really supportive. And it was just awesome. It was just a great day for sports. And you could feel that energy. That this was something special we're witnessing, being the first ever home game for the Bulldogs. So great stuff. The Bulldogs, they lost that game. They did follow it up with a 3-0 win over Eureka Friday, worth mentioning. Ty Schwager, Washington State commit. We talked with Coach Kyler Blades on a previous episode of the Sports Now. Check that one out on YouTube about Schwager a little bit and his squad. But that being said, he threw six no-hit innings versus Eureka, and then Jake McIntyre came in and closed it out the sevens to complete the no-no. So nice little uh, complete game or, you know, combined no-hitter in the complete game there for the two. So Good stuff for Whitefish. Eureka has a nice squad, too. We'll be following along with the local baseball scene. But just overall, an awesome day for baseball in Montana with the Whitefish Bulldogs having that inaugural first pitch, inaugural first home opener, whatever you want to call it. Okay, let's round out the prep sports with a little bit of action. We had last week with Crosstown Tennis taking place with Glacier and Flathead facing off at Flathead Valley Community College. This recap is from Katie Brown of the Daily Interlake, who was there covering the action. The weather came out to play Thursday at FVCC Tennis Courts, and it brought a little bit of everything. Rain, snow, wind, and a little sunshine. Flathead and Glacier showed up, too, and braved the elements. The Wolfpack swept its crosstown opponent, the boys 8-0 and the girls 5-3. It was a good day, Glacier coach Josh Munro said. A little cold, but the kids had some really good play overall. A late start in number three girls singles match was perhaps the marquee of the day, lasting nearly three hours. Flathead's L. Westover defeated Claire Enos. 7-5, to 3-6, 6-4 in the marathon match. It was a good experience, Monroe said. Claire's becoming a marathon player. Good play for both from both of them. Singles players Alexis Kirsten and Isabella Parrott also won for Flathead. Glacier won all four singles matches led by Haven Spear and Sarah Downs and Colette Daniels and Katie Bittany. The Wolfpack boys are 4-0 in duels this spring, and though it's early on, Monroe sees potential. The boys are definitely tough, there's no doubt, Monroe said. Will Rubach and Katuck White headed up the boys' singles wins while Harrison Sanders and Timmy Glanville won at number one doubles. Awesome stuff from our crosstown competitors. Spring sports kind of getting a little bit of a delayed star with some late winter weather kind of creeping through, as you can expect in northwest Montana. But coming up this week, we got crosstown track and Crosstown Softball on the horizon. So you know next week's show is going to be a fun one. We'll get into the Crosstown track action, Crosstown Softball. Like I said, we're really going to ramp up that prep sports coverage, get back to our prep players of the week, and really start highlighting our local athletes again. It's just been a lot going on in the college scene, a lot of moving parts. So it's been fun stuff, though. And we've had a couple good interviews lately, so make sure you're checking those out on our YouTube or wherever you're listening to your podcast. So either way, fun stuff. Shout out all our local athletes for all their accomplishments. And really, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bobcats do moving forward on next week's show. We'll get back caught up on that prep action. We'll talk about the Crosstown track, Crosstown softball. Of course, talk a little more baseball. And keep you updated where the Bobcats are as of next week in the basketball seat. Because by then, who knows? They might be talking about a whole new team practically on the court if they keep having guys hit the transfer portal and having to bring new pieces in either way congratulations to coach matt logie and the bobcats on the hire it's going to be exciting 
like I said, bittersweet to see Coach Sprinkle go, but you root for him in greener pastures. Hopefully, that's what I'm trying to say. You never know what's going to happen. Dollar signs doesn't always mean better, but the point is he's taking the chance. He's going to try to reach his goal, do his thing. As far as those players, we'll just wait and see what happens with talent like Battle, Osbar, Brown. Those are guys who we saw them make to March Madness beyond a championship team in their conference. Teams are going to be interested in guys like that. We'll see if they come back to the Bobcats or on the go. We'll get back to that next week. I'm Josh Dugan. I'm out, y'all. It was a fast-paced show. Fun one, though. Lots of action. And excited to see what's next in the basketball scene. But like I said, next week, talking a lot more prep sports. Have a good one, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. It's a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information.